0: I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.imturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also, feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter, where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 181, the recap of week 4 Alabama 2018 turkey season. And I am your host and the guy who has had enough and has mailed his check to join a hunting club about an hour from home for 2019 What does that mean? You'll find out a little bit more in just a second. But right now, we are 18 days, 23 hours, 23 minutes, and 2 seconds away from the end of turkey season in Alabama. So, like I mentioned, I've had enough. I have paid money to lease land in areas where there are no turkeys, or... Maybe to be more accurate, I should say very few turkeys. And I've had enough. I'm not doing it next year. So I have just sent my check in to join a hunting club that I was actually in several years ago. And it is in one of the most populated counties for turkeys in the state of Alabama and historically year in year out for at least probably the last 20 years has been in the top I'd say three to five counties in the state as far as harvest numbers are concerned. Maybe estimated harvest numbers because the state of Alabama didn't really have a good method for keeping up with the harvest in place until recently. So I've joined this club. It's a hunting club. It's 23 or 2,500 acres loaded with turkeys. At least it was loaded with turkeys in the past. And if it has half as many turkeys on it today as it did when I hunted it, it's still covered up with turkeys. So I'm pumped up about 2019 already. And I'm thinking about joining a neighboring club as well. And that I believe would give me access to about 5,000 contiguous acres of private land in prime turkey hunting country to turkey hunt next year. So we will see. I'll let you know. But for right now, I need to get into today's show because in about 18 hours, I will be jumping in the truck and driving north and east to turkey hunt in North Carolina. Cameron and I are going back to North Carolina this weekend to hunt their opener. And we'll be hunting public land again. We'll be hunting Saturday for opening day. Then Sunday, you can't hunt public land on Sunday in North Carolina. So there's been talk about either me going to Georgia to hunt and Cameron calling for me there, or Cameron going to Tennessee to hunt, and me calling for him there, because I don't have a Tennessee license, and Cameron does, and Cameron does not have a Georgia license, but I do. And I have two more birds that I can kill in Georgia. Cameron has one more bird to kill in Tennessee. He's been wearing them out, by the way. Every other day I'm getting a text message from him with a picture of either him standing on a turkey's neck, or a turkey selfie. So he's been wearing them out, having a good season so far. So we're going to go get after some North Carolina public land birds this weekend, and I'm pumped up about that. We had a great time last year. I'm sure we'll have a great time this year as well. But today's recap for last week is very short and quick and easy because the hunting last week was very short, quick, and easy. So I'll sum it up for you very quickly. This past week consisted of No gobbling, followed by a fair amount of gobbling with some action, a little bit of gobbling, and then no gobbling. So I think I told you guys that I took off Wednesday 4-4 and didn't hunt. So that leads me to Thursday, April the 5th. And I went with my buddy Joey, Drew, and Joey's oldest son, Brody, who is nine years old. And I had the pleasure of guiding Brody. And Joey and Drew went to a different piece of the property and hunted together. So I was pretty stoked about taking Brody along. And we did hear two different turkeys gobble a total of six times. One gobbled four times and the other gobbled two times. It had just rained a couple nights before and there were turkey tracks in the middle of the dirt road, gobbler tracks in the middle of the dirt road from where Joey and Drew dropped me and Brody off all the way up to the area that Brody and I hunted. So as it was cracking daylight, we're walking into that area and we're listening for turkeys to gobble and we're following the turkey tracks down the road, going in the direction that we're going and we get to where the trail that we're gonna walk on that goes into this little piece of property that we were going to hunt breaks off of the main road and we're standing there and we're listening and all of a sudden Brody looks up at me and he said, I just heard one over there. I'd gotten kind of preoccupied with looking at turkey tracks in the road and was not listening. But Brody had his ears on, and he made sure that I knew that he heard one. And so he was right. He did hear one. That turkey gobbled one more time, and then we heard the other turkey gobble about four times. So it was not the action-packed morning that I was hoping for, but Brody and I had a blast. We looked at buckeye plants which were blooming. We talked about Buckeyes. And sorry, Ohio State fans, Brody is not a Buckeye fan. He thought the plant was pretty interesting, but he was not real tickled with the fact that the Ohio State Buckeyes were named after this plant. So, he's not a huge fan. I just thought it was funny because he's nine years old and he is opinionated about Ohio State already. We parents can have a Huge effect on our children, can't we? Especially when it comes to our sports teams. So, we looked at buckeye plants, talked about them. We found some turkey scratching and talked about that. I taught him a little bit about how to look for scratching and how to tell if scratching was fresh. We practiced our turkey calling and we also practiced our stomping in puddles of water as well. You know, just between me and you, it is a cinch to have fun hunting with a nine-year-old boy when you yourself are a nine-year-old boy at heart. Like I said, I was hoping we would have had some action so Brody could see what the turkey hunting experience is really like. I feel certain he's ready and up for the challenge and maybe next time we go we can call one in and he can see how it goes. So on Friday, April the 6th, I went with my buddy Steve to some property west of Birmingham that he has permission to hunt. and It's about 300 acres. Not a huge parcel, but it's a very good-sized parcel. And we walked all over that parcel of property, and we saw a grand total of zero turkey tracks. And we heard a grand total of zero gobbles. But we did discover that even though no one is supposed to be hunting that property, Steve is the only person who has permission to hunt it. We found out that if in Alabama you own property and you are not showing a presence on that property, your neighbors don't have a problem planting food plots on it and hunting it when they know you haven't been to it in 15 years. So that was pretty interesting to see. We were fortunate we didn't bump into anybody that was hunting that day, but I believe Steve has notified the owner and the owner hopefully has notified the law. So whoever's hunting that piece of property may be in for a surprise sometime over the next couple of weeks. So Saturday, April the 7th, I actually didn't hunt. The weather was pretty bad in Alabama. We had that cold front move through that I think affected a great deal of the country this past week. But my plan was to, after watching the weather forecast, load my truck up head to Mississippi and hunt some public land over there. And that is what I did. So Saturday after the rain ended, I threw my gear in the truck and went to East Mississippi, hunted some public land there. And before I left for Mississippi, I called a buddy of mine, Land, to just chat with him a little bit because I was actually planning on going a little bit further north of where Land Lives and hunts, and Land made a very generous offer. He said, Well, if you come a little bit further south, then I'll show you some spots to hunt. Well, how can I turn that down? So I went to Mississippi. I actually camped at a campground Saturday night and Sunday night, and I hunted all day on Sunday, and I hunted Monday morning and came back to Birmingham. But Sunday, we had a little action. So we go into this area just before daylight, that land lives pretty close by. And park the truck. We get out. We're standing there at the truck listening. The first turkey fires off probably four or 500 yards from the truck. Pretty good ways. And then a second turkey fires off in the opposite direction. The third turkey fires off in still another opposite direction. And I think I heard five different turkeys gobble that morning. So there are some gobblers in this area that we're hunting. And one bird gobbled and land looked at me and he said if that bird gobbles again we're going over there because I know where he is and I know where he's going and we can kill that bird and I thought heck yeah come on gobble again so the bird gobbles again and the bird gobbled again and he said come on let's go so we take off walking through the woods and this area that we were hunting is bordered by a river on one side a creek on another side and a It had just rained maybe four inches in Mississippi the day before. It was wet. This was lowland, river bottom, full of oak trees, beautiful hardwoods, but it was wet. Now, the weather Sunday morning was pretty nice. It was very clear. At daylight, there was no wind, but it was freezing cold. I mean, it literally was like 31, 32 degrees. It was cold that morning. But the birds were gobbling, they were active, and we were excited about that. So we took off sloshing through the water to get a little bit closer to where this turkey was roosted. And got into the area, land, walks up to an oak tree and says, sit down right here. He said, I'm going to sit on the other side of it. I said, okay. And he said, but first I'm going to go put this decoy up. So he goes about 10 yards away, sets up a decoy. Now I've already told you it's wet, but where we were... Everywhere that there was a tree, a good-sized tree, it was up out of water. In between the trees had standing water in it. So if you had two oak trees that were 10 feet apart, there'd be the oak tree a foot away from the oak tree, eight feet of water a foot out of the water, and the other oak tree. The reason that I'm bringing that up is because it didn't give us many options as far as choosing a setup spot. The woods in this area were actually pretty thick to be river bottom. I was kind of surprised. But there were several smaller hardwoods in this area. And when I say smaller, I'm talking between 8 and 14 inches in diameter. But there are also a lot of big hardwoods in the area as well, some big oak trees. So I sit down against the tree that he tells me to sit against. There is a smaller tree that's about 2 feet away from this one. And I get to where... My left shoulder is pointed in the direction this gobbler is gobbling. This other tree, it's about I'd say four inches in diameter, is off of my right knee. So I've got a small window there where I can move the gun and get a shot. So I'm sitting there and Land comes over, he sits down, and he tree helps. When he does, the gobbler gobbles. There we know there's hens in the area, so his attitude or his strategy was why not call there are hens in the area, you may as well go ahead and start competing. Otherwise, if you do like I do on roosted gobblers, and you wait on that turkey to fly down before you call, you can oftentimes miss your opportunity to get that gobbler's attention, because he's, at that point, he's gathering up hens that have already flown down, and he's pretty focused on them. So land, tree calls, and the gobbler answers, and we can hear the hens yelping and clucking off in the distance, and Now it's just a matter of becoming a hen, letting him know we're there, flying down and trying to call him our direction. And Land is pretty sure he's coming our direction because this turkey is roosted in a peninsula along the river. There basically is one way in and one way out, unless the turkeys fly across the river, which they do from time to time. So I've got a little bit of the audio from this hunt and I'll narrate it a little bit as we go along, but listen in and enjoy. And that sound right there was land doing a fly down with the wing beats. Sounded pretty good, didn't it? That shuffling sound that you hear is me scooting myself more to my left around that tree so that I am facing the direction that turkey is roosted a little bit more than I was. And also what I was doing was opening up the opportunity to be able to shoot more to my right than what I had because I had a very narrow window to shoot to my right. Maybe from 9 o'clock to about my 12 o'clock but by scooting a little bit further around that tree, I actually opened up my ability to shoot from about 9 o'clock to about 1 o'clock. It wasn't a whole lot, but I did gain some. And in hindsight, that was a mistake. Because... All right, so that is all that I have for you guys for the free portion of today's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. If you would like to become a subscriber to the premium content so you can hear the rest of this week's episode, then that's very easy to do and it's very inexpensive to do as well. All you need to do is text the word Turkey Hunter with no spaces to the number 44222. Once you text the word Turkey Hunter to 44222. I will text you back and ask you to respond with only your email address. When you do that, I will then email you a link that you can click on. And you can click that link either using your mobile device or your computer, whichever you happen to be on at the time. And the link will pop up there on the screen for you to pay for your subscription and to create a username and a password. The subscription cost $12 per year, 12 American dollars per year. So basically for a buck a month, you'll get access to all of the premium content for our past episodes, all of the premium content for this week's episode and the premium content for the next 52 weeks as well. You already know that I highly recommend becoming a subscriber of the premium content, so I'm not going to say that I highly recommend you become a subscriber of the premium content. So we're going to move on. And I'm going to say that I would love for you guys to do me one favor this week. My one favor is this. Be safe out there. Turkey season has opened across most of the country, and I know that you guys in the northern Midwest and in the Northeast are still waiting on May 1 to roll around so season can open up for you, but... The rest of us are turkey hunting and you guys out there, please be safe. Identify your target before you squeeze the trigger. Make sure that it is a turkey and not only a turkey, but a male turkey or a bearded hen and identify what's behind your target as well. Remember that you cannot unsqueeze the trigger. So be safe out there. Identify your target. Be smart. Don't take strutter decoys onto public land. Do not try to reap turkeys on public land. Do not take a fan on public land. Do not gobble at turkeys on public land. Be careful. Getting the opportunity to take a shot at a turkey is not worth getting shot yourself. So that's all that I've got for you guys this week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye